Hey everybody, this is Bob from the Dork Trek podcast. I just want to remind you guys that, or maybe you don't even know, that I am also a comic book writer and my first comic book will be hitting stores August 31st of 2016. And if you want to reserve a copy of that book, it's an all-ages book called Monty the Dinosaur. Go to your local comic shop and tell your local comic shop owner that you want to order Action Lab Comics, Monty the Dinosaur, numero uno. The order code is June 16, 1012. Go to your local comic shop, tell them you want Monty the Dinosaur, and on Wednesday the 31st, you will have brand spanking new copy of Monty the Dinosaur in your pull box or in your shop just for you. It would be really awesome. I'd really appreciate it. If you have kids, I think they would like the book a lot. It's a wonderful little tale. I think you should check it out. It's called Monty the Dinosaur Action Lab Entertainment's Monty the Dinosaur number one coming to comic book stores all over the country. Order it before the 8th because that is the final order cutoff date, the 8th of August. So get you, if you want your copy, make sure you order it now at your local comic shop. Monty the Dinosaur from Action Lab Entertainment. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. DorkTrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Are we on? Yes, we're on. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> I'm pointing at you. We're on. What is happening here? I, I don't know. We're a ship without a rudder without Anton on the show. A ship without a rudder like a ship without a rudder is like a ship without a rudder. Hey, everybody. Um, we are the Dork Trek podcast. My name's Bob. Hi, Bob. Ben and Jenny. Yes, we're Ben and Jenny. And then Dennis is here too. My wife is creeping around in the back of us, but you can't see it because it's not an it's not a video podcast. It's an audio podcast, so you can't hear her walking around all Late at night when you're sleeping. There's a woman creeping all around. If this was a cartoon, you'd hear like the the violin strings being plucked. Dun, dun, dun. Now she's doing it, but you can't see it on the camera. Dun, dun. So, so um, she's doing the hands up thing as she sneaks. Yes, she, yeah. she did do it that last time. Yeah. She, she was sneaking. Uh, she needs to look at the camera and just go. She look. She's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go! So everybody's happy. Again, if this was a visual podcast, it'd be awesome. But then I guess it would be a TV show or a YouTube station thing. Facebook Live. See, call me crazy, and I'm not. I'm not disparaging people that have YouTube shows like this, but that just sounds boring as fuck. Like just watching four talking heads talk about talking things. Like that just sounds incredibly boring. Like there's nothing to it. But listening to the four talking heads, that's fine. No, listening to it. Yeah, because I mean like a podcast is like, but like the audacity of some of these people, some of the shit they put online, like you must think I got no fucking time. Like just a waste on your dumb shit. I will say there are a lot of sight gags that we do. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, but I mean, that's more for the four people recording it, you know? Yeah. 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 
Uh, and sometimes we explain the sight gags rather well, which I think is cool. Yeah. A so- lot of skiing. <laughs> 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 yes, just like that. It's like the, what is it, the slalom? <laughs> yes. Wrong Olympics, Ben. Wrong Olympics. I guess uh, Star Trek Las Vegas is going on right now. Yep. Yeah. Star Trek Las Vegas 50, brah. So did they lose our invitations or something? Did they did they mail them to the wrong address? I think I think they mailed them to my old place and not oh, the. Oh shit! They got sent to Dark Trek. Yeah, Dark, Dark <laughs> Trek. This is black guys talking about Star Trek, yeah. right? Dark Trek. Yeah. yeah. Dark Trek. If I was black, I would. T- Dennis, you should start a podcast and call it Dark Trek. I just have black dudes talking. Man, about Trek. fucking Cisco. That motherfucker's crazy. He'd be tripping in this episode. <laughs> He was definitely tripping in this episode. Wasn't there like a black nerd Star Trek podcast that like we met up in New Jersey that once? I can't remember the name of it. I don't remember that. Was that Black Tribbles? I remember Black Tribbles. I don't. They're not just Star Trek though. Yeah, they're not. They're just that's just a nerd podcast. Yeah. Okay. I just automatically assumed that they were Star Trek since we were at the Star Trek con. You know, and they are called Black Tribbles. Yeah. I don't. Did we meet them? I think so. Because I, rem- I like when I had a nine to five gig and I used to listen to podcasts all the time. I used to listen to that one. That one was enjoyable. Yeah, yeah I never heard of a fun podcast. It's good. I have to check it out. I would if you're into podcasts and you like listening to podcasts. That's a good podcast. 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 Are we trying to get the SEO for the audio up? Yes. And and uh, Ben, how is he, are you are you going to start doing um, uh, Power Geeks? I, you're posting a bunch of stuff, and then you have a new logo now, and you're doing all kinds of powerful geek stuff. I'm, I'm just updating it more. I mean, as far as like not the audio yet, maybe I work up to that. Well, if you but wouldn't have, if you wouldn't have asked, I think like what happened was we recorded a podcast, you forgot to record it, and then you just went in the toilet. Yeah, I. I, I, I hit a bad patch where I was drinking for like six months. That emotional toilet you went into. You're, yeah. the, guy, you're the guy who doesn't get the promotion, so he becomes homeless. <laughs> so, you know, it was going fine. You had a job. You yeah. just didn't get advanced. Oh, no, no. You're that Will Smith movie uh, backwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, Benjamin, like- the Benjamin Button of happiness. <laughs> <laughs> I've always saw myself ending up like Samuel L. Jackson. I, I forget, was it Caveman or something like that? Where basically he was this homeless guy that lived in a cave in Central Park. Huh? And with, and anytime he was in a stressful situation, the seraphim in his head would would start fluttering. I feel like and you're confusing active. the end of Pulp Fiction and like the Fisher King or something. No, <laughs> I feel like did he end up robbing a uh, fast food restaurant that looked like no. a McDonald's, but it was called a McDowell's in that one? Or, or did he become a DJ in the Bronx or something? <laughs> no, that was in Brooklyn. That was in Bed Stuy. I'm sorry. Yes, of course, Brooklyn. Look, look up Samuel Jackson Caveman, and I swear to you, this was a show, a movie. He lived in a cave in Central Park. He was a homeless dude because obviously he had some kind of uh, uh, mental condition. Uh-huh. And he referred to them as the seraphim. And they looked like uh, little dudes with butterfly wings that were like hanging upside down in a cave in his head. And whenever he would start getting stressed out, it would cut to them and they would start rustling. And So this is like Herman's head meets a homeless guy. Remember that Fox show, Herman's Head? It's uh, that was the, a good cave, one. the Caveman's Valentine. And he has the hair that... Uh, Morgan Freeman has in Ben Hur. 
Yeah. Morgan Freeman's in Ben Hur? Yeah. yeah. Starring, starring Morgan Freeman. <laughs> no I think he's the only star. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. They spent the entire budget for that movie on Morgan Freeman. The thing that I don't yeah. understand is like, and again, if you want to remake movies, fine. But why remake Ben fucking her, man? Like, well, they've remade the Ten Commandments, what, like three, four times. So why wouldn't they? Have, uh, they? have they? Well, yeah, there was the Ben Kingsley version. And then there's the. Uh, All I know is the Heston version, man. Like. Well, what's the 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 gods and man or whatever? No, but that's not really the Ten Commandments, though. You got Moses and you got the Pharaohs, and you they got don't even they don't even get to the Ten Commandments part in that movie. Look, all I'm saying it ends at the Red Sea. Well, that's why they didn't call it Ten Commandments. That's why they called it Gods and Men instead yeah. of uh, Ten Commandments. So part two, part two would be the Ten Commandments. Right? Exactly. God was still working on it, and he was on like his third draft. You, you didn't <laughs> stay for the Commandments. What do I do now? And look, and I'm going to tell you the extra uh, after credits scene. I'm yeah. going to tell any, you this. Any part of that movie was too much to watch. I just watched uh, Ben-Hur, and Ben-Hur is fucking two things. It's awesome, and it's long as fuck. Like, that's yeah, the man. two things about Ben-Hur. That's the reason why I haven't seen it yet, is because it's so long. Awesome. Awesome. Long as fuck. Like, they, the beginning of the movie is just like... Uh, like a shot of, I think it's the Da Vinci painting where like they're touching fingers or whatever. The, do you know what I'm talking Sistine about? Chapel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's that and just like a, a music interlude for at least 20 minutes. Like that's 20 minutes of the movie. It's just that. Like It's kind of like The Hobbit at the beginning of the, or the Fellowship of the Rings and actually all the Hobbit movies. No, this is, no, this is just like the picture of the painting and, and like classical symphony, symphony symphonic music music playing in the background that's it yeah. and it goes on for at least not 20 but at least five minutes like no, that, that, that's literally called the interlude and yes. up until 1978 or nine i was say nine uh movies routinely had that uh um, was it a double feature or something like instead, well, no. of, instead of previews like this that's what they would play before you yeah. got to your seat and, and walking in one or... and funny thing because this is the the podcast to talk about it on but one of the last movies to have a interlude like that was Star Trek the motion picture. Hmm. And if you had the old, uh, uh, what do you call it, um, the VHS, back when they were doing that, one of the early ones, it still included that, and it played Ilea's theme for like That's pretty cool. Minutes. And then just as it's, the music slowly softened at the end, and then you got that... They dun, saw dun. James T. Kirk masturbating. So wait, so, so at... San Diego Comic Cons in the past, they just played interludes of yeah. movies that were coming yes. up. And people like that shit was dope as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> no, they didn't. They didn't play that. But but yeah, well, that's all. They had comics at Comic Con. Yes, that, and that's all it was. Like so, the first I don't know anywhere from forty five seconds to two hours is just the interlude in the beginning, and then they have then they have like. I don't know, a good, a good maybe hour, 45 minutes, almost two hours of actual story. That's just fucking killer. Like, it's amazing. And then they take an intermission. And the intermission yeah. is literally like 20 minutes long. Like, it's like a real break. Like, you could have a meal and then come back and finish Ben-Hur. It's like seven hours long. It's fucking crazy. That is one thing that I really liked seeing movies in Turkey is they all the movies have an intermission. 
So like it just cuts out halfway through the movie yeah. and everybody gets up and goes and gets a drink and takes and a piss and then they come back and it's a movie. Cigarette. And I mean, yeah. and I guess that would make sense because I think Ben Hur came out like what in the fifties. So yeah, theaters are probably one of the only buildings with air conditioning at the time. So like, why not just sit there all fucking day? Like it's a thousand <laughs> degrees outside. I'm gonna go see a movie and watch yeah. the interlude for twenty minutes and then sit through the forty five minute intermission and then this movie's fourteen hours long. <laughs> I paid thirty five cents for a ticket. This is amazing. Amazing, you know. <laughs> I've literally been entertained all day. <laughs> ben Hur is is fucking kick ass. Like, was I, that the was that the Blu-ray version that you watched, or uh, I rented it from the library? And to be honest with you, I didn't. I watched the first half of it. I didn't get to. I didn't get to the second half because I only had five days to watch it. I had to bring yeah. it back. So yeah, I remember being like, 10 it was or, awesome. I can't remember. I was like ten or twelve years old when I first saw that. And I saw it on television, but my, I still remember making that realization pretty early on that, wait a minute, this guy parallels Jesus Christ yes. a lot. Yeah, Ben Hur is awesome. And apparently, they haven't taken that out of the new one because when the slave galley um, is is rammed and destroyed, the next shot in the in the uh, promo or the teaser has him on like the ship's mast floating at sea. And it looks like a big cross, and he's laying on the mast. Like, I'm telling you, everything about the first Ben-Hur movie, at least what I've seen of it, is fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, it rules. Like, it's you didn't even get to see the chariot race, though. No, no, I saw the chariot race. I watched it up until after the chariot race. I stopped it after that. I, okay. I, I made sure that I watched the chariot race. It's fucking dope as yeah. shit. Like, the beginning of it, when he's like a slave, he's a slave rower. and Dude, it's fucking awesome. Ben-Hur kicks ass. Yeah. <laughs> Highly recommend it. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. It's like Gladiator. It's but except people actually die. Yeah, like during the chariot well, race. During the chariot race, people die. Like I think a guy actually died during the chariot race. It was awesome. It was the fifties, so it was okay. Yeah, it's fucking killer, man. Ben Hur is dope. Like I saw the remake, and I was like, why? Just re-release the original one. It's awesome. Like you just watch Heston chew up the screen and be fucking great. Well, see, maybe that'll be the side effect is if they put out, well, I don't know. Because, like, for Ghostbusters, they released the original Ghostbusters at, like, a Fathom event or whatever. Uh-huh. Especially so you could go watch the original. And, again, I will say this till the cows come up. I had no idea the original Ghostbusters had such a loyal Gen X slash millennial following. These fucking people will literally slaughter you and burn you on a yeah. cross if you say anything bad about Ghostbusters. And I'm going to say the first one, great. Second one kind of sucked there you go i said it deal with yeah. it the it's second true. ghost the second ghostbusters movie was kind of fucking terrible a lot yeah. of people agree with that so suck it <laughs> they ruined their own movie by exactly. making a stupid second one i want to see the 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 chick ghostbusters it looks cool it's, it's good. good i've seen it twice now i like uh i like that melissa mccarthy there she's funny yeah Kate mckinnon all the way. Um, I like that uh, that uh, Kristen Wiig girl. She's funny. Yeah. The girl with the glasses. I don't know who she is, but she's got a fun look to her. And uh, who doesn't love a black chick? A funny black chick. Yeah. You know? Leslie Leslie Jones I'll tell and you, uh, people on Twitter. Yes. Well, that's just because they're all fucking asshole. God damn. Like I had I no I had no idea. Like Trump voters and Ghostbusters fans ran so parallel to each other. <laughs> if you love Ghostbusters, vote Trump. You know, speaking of Ghostbusters, actually this morning, uh, driving into work, I was playing in my mind, like the Ghostbusters theme 
with Ray Parker Jr., obviously. Yes, of course. Yeah, that's the not, not the Bobby Brown, you know, take control. Well, I guess we're gone. <laughs> I, was, I was like debating in my mind. I was like, was it really that close to I want a new drug that there had to be a yeah. lawsuit? Oh, yeah, it really is. It really is. Well, not, not more so than like, you know, Vanilla Ice is. Well, there was a lawsuit for there that. I mean, like, because well, the story not that close. Well, here's the story. I guess there's no horn break. The story is they wanted Huey Lewis to do the song. Yeah. Um, and Huey Lewis said no because I guess they didn't give him enough money or whatever. So then they just got Ray Parker Jr. on the cheap, which sucks for Ray Parker Jr. We should build a wall, build a wall around Ray Parker Jr. because they're taking our jobs. They're working cheap. So so Ray Parker Jr. did it, and then uh, his hey, he did a great job. They got a lot of value for their money. Hell yeah, man! But the song sounded just like "I Want a New Drug." Well, I, I don't hear it. Yeah, the main the main theme does, but not the whole song. It's not like they just lifted the whole song. I mean, you know, it's it's close enough. Yeah. I mean, the best part of I Want a New Drug is the horn break for me. Like, yeah. I love it. It's yeah. fucking awesome. I like the video when, like, he stuck his face in the cold water in the beginning. I was a big Huey Lewis in the news fan. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> that dude was great. I had a sports poster in my room when I was a kid. Yep, I loved Huey Lewis. He was awesome. Yeah. And he's handsome, that Huey Lewis. Yeah. I, I love the uh, Huey Lewis uh, parody video he did with uh, Weird Al Yankovic recently. Yes. I saw that. That was good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't see this. It was uh, American Psycho. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I showed, yeah. I showed you that. Yeah. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say again, American Psycho, not a fan. Don't like it. Never seen it. I haven't seen it. It's one of, it's in my top 50 movies of all times. Yeah, I, I don't have a top 50. How do you have a top, top 50? 50? All right. Give me the other 49. Go. You want all of them? Okay. okay. Where is it in your top 50? What number is it? I'm lying. It's probably like 47. 47. Now, what's what precedes it by what precedes it by three? Wait, which which way does that what is precede oh. me? Oh, so 44? Yes, go to 44. If it's 47, Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> no, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters 2, chick Ghostbusters. There you go. <laughs> Ghostbusters 2 is probably like, like Ghostbusters. Do all of the Star Trek movies rank above American Psycho? Yes. Even no. no. Even five? No. That's okay. why I had to stop. And even, <laughs> even Abrams? She, said Star, she said Star Trek movies. So <laughs> <laughs> hey, Galaxy Quest, then. I could, I could, Galaxy Quest, yeah, ranks above five. I could probably do uh, 50 movies. I love enough films. Um, it would just get hard because, like, it just changes depending on my mood. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like, I could do, like, top five easily, but then after, like, ten, it's like, I don't know, just pick any 50. Ooh, no, I mean, my 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 top five changes. Yeah, my top five would be harder because that just, I mean, it depends what kind of mood I'm in, you know what, what I mean? What do you keep out, you know? Yeah. But the top 50 is like, oh, yeah, 50 movies. Boom, 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 boom. They live. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, cool. That's awesome. Then if you got to tell me top five, I'm like, wow, that's hard. Five? Yeah, Star Trek Two always rates high on my lists. I mean, that's just a go-to movie. Star Trek Two is great. The original Superman movie will always rate in the top five. The original Superman movie is good. That's not top five for me. 
Well, Ben's an old guy. Ben, you remember Ben? Ben used to read Superman when it was in yeah. the newspapers during the Depression, and it yeah. gave him hope that he would find a job in the Dust Bowl. <laughs> he sat in front of his TV and watched George Reeves in the he, first episode. He watched George Reeves, and then the day he jumped out of that window and killed himself was the saddest days of Ben's life. It actually, almost it, it, it almost ruined his fifteenth birthday. <laughs> it's actually, era. George Reeves shot himself. I know. I was just being dumb. Because you know. Ben knows because he was there, man. Yeah. Ben, was the first, ben, ben was the first reporter on the scene. Yeah. Ben was trying to talk him down. No, no, no. Don't do it, George. Just shoot, shoot yourself. It'll be a lot cleaner. Seriously, you might live if you jump out the window. <laughs> like I drove him to it. That, that's I was the... there, man. See, because yeah. here's a movie that's in my top whatever, but I'll never say it's in my top five, even though I love it. Apocalypse Now. Good movie. I love Apocalypse Now. It's a great film, but like, if you asked me to give you a top five, I'd go, uh, Apocalypse Now would not show up, but it's great. Mm-hmm. I, I love Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now, Full Metal Jacket, Platoon, they're all kind of like a tight grouping for me. Yeah. See, Whatever they rate, they rate in that little range together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a Full Metal Jacket's two movies. Yeah. Well, the, first, the, first one, the first one is way better than the second one. Yeah, like, that's true. Like the first, it's the first one's a ten, and like the second one's like a four. So it kind of, uh, I'm not well, gonna say, you, I'm not gonna say it's in my favorite. Army and Vincent D'Onofrio in the first half of the movie, you know, it can't really maintain throughout. Not in my fifty. Wow, Dude, it's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's good, but it's not in my fifty because it's it's uneven. You know, Do it's you know, not something you can like watch all the time, like. Even the first half, the good half, it's like it's it's very like tense. And it's, it's heavy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, one one good thing to do is watch the first half, then watch Stripes, <laughs> or watch Stripes. Like watch to where like they do the push up contest, yeah. and then like okay, then we got to join the army, and then start watching Full Metal Jacket. Be like, wow, Bill Murray got this movie got really dark. <laughs> <laughs> and like see what happens um one movie that i will say that's in my 50 that i really enjoy is um ai i love ai it's a good one ai is awesome yeah with that kid and uh what was his name the pro- the male prostitute they had with the robot jude law i love that movie it's a really good movie it's all right it's good man it's good better movie. than bicentennial <laughs> well I was, I was just about to say i liked bicentennial man I didn't see. I, I liked Bicentennial Man better than I liked AI because I don't like that kid. That kid's awesome. He might be awesome, but I don't like him. I mean, I didn't, you know, I didn't commit to. Didn't uh, what dreams may come come out before Bicentennial Man? Yes. Yeah, that's why I didn't watch Bicentennial Man because oh, really? uh, what dreams may come was a fucking. That was a downer. Yeah, that <laughs> was about his, his wife who kills herself or some yeah. shit. Right? Yeah. yeah, and that was. I think that was also written by Richard Matheson. I think I might have to do some research on that. Let me look real quick because Richard Matheson is awesome. Yes, he is. He wrote the first Cold Jack movie. Yes, and he wrote the um, tw- like he wrote I Am Legend and what twenty thousand Nightmare Twenty Thousand Feet. So if anybody's playing the drinking game at home. <laughs> We've already had one of the K words mentioned. Yes. What's the other one? Hmm? Yep, Richard. It's, fr- it's by Richard Matheson. Yep, that guy's a fu- He's a fucking beast. 
I, I hate that he passed away. Before. I would love to have ran into him at a convention or something. Oh, like you're just going to see him hanging out at a fucking convention. He's like, hey, I'm Richard Matheson. I'm just going to be kicking it over here. Well, yeah, because I've, I've learned the secret of uh, conventions, and I'll let our listeners know what the secret is. Oh, well, do tell, genius. Like, hang out in the bathroom? <laughs> hang, out, hang out in the bathroom and the bars. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you're, you're going to meet everybody. It's bar cons are the way. To go. You're just going to go to the bathroom and like hang out. And just wait. Well, <laughs> if you if you hang out, I said your legs. If you hang out long enough, listen. If you hang out long enough at a bathroom at a con, you'll find out that Neil Adams does not wash his hands. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't believe that. I saw it with my own eyes, Ben. I saw it with. We were at, you motherfucker. We were, we were at. Um, was it Heroes or Baltimore? It was one of the two. I knew he was at one of them. Uh, was I at it with you? I don't remember. Oh, so I was, I w- I've only been with you at Baltimore. I've never gone to Heroes with you. Mm-hmm. And I, I I've, I've had dinner with Mr. Adams. Listen, this is what I'm telling you. I was in – I saw Neil Adams. <laughs> I saw him at his table, right? And you know who Neil Adams is. It's obvious. Like, he looks like fucking Neil Adams. Like, he's got, like, the weird pompadour and shit like that. And he's just, like, this weird-looking dude. And he's – and he, but I mean, he's a legend. Like the guy's a fucking legend. So like, I'm going to the bathroom, and Neil Adams is in the bathroom at the same time I am, and I'm washing my hands after I go to the bathroom, and I look up, and Neil Adams just walks on by right out of the bathroom. And I look. Maybe, maybe he went to the VIP hand washing station. Fuck you, Dennis. I he walked right by <laughs> he me, and I don't his, He probably has hand sanitizer at, back at his desk. Look, dude. That's not the same thing, dope. So he doesn't want to have to wash his hands next to the peasants like you. Listen, Neil Adams walked by, and I looked at him in the mirror, and he saw me look at him. Yeah, that's got it. He doesn't wash his hands. He does. And yeah. you're shaking his hand. And he's shaking, you're shaking his dick hand. Yeah. So yeah. You're, you're, you're basically touching his dick. Here's the thing. is just made Ben much more excited. <laughs> <laughs> look how young Ben looks. Yeah. You, you look like a 19-year-old in that picture. Really? Yeah. yeah you look very handsome. Because that was 2000. Not like now. <laughs> oh. I didn't say that. Ben's a very handsome fellow. No, he's, he, he's he was working on uh, Batman Legend at the time. So, so anywho... Yeah. That was the greatest. You, you get to hold his inks. And he's I did, he's working on it right there. Dude, it's amazing. Like, there's no other way about it. And he's Neil Adams. So anyway, so he's sitting at his table, and I walked by him, and I looked at him, and I gave him, like, mm, and he looked at me real quick, and then he looked down because he fucking knows I saw doesn't wash his hands. I, I, I'm, I, I can't take that as evidence. I'm just, I was there. You don't trust me, Ben? I You're trust you. I just don't think that you saw everything involved in the situation. <laughs> I saw Neil Adams walk by sinks after coming out of a of a stall because he was That's probably I he was probably nervous to have to deal with water <laughs> so man like you or me in in a private setting like that you he you may be trying to like murder rape him or something and steal his original arts or so he was he was confident enough to take a piss but not to wash his hands. Yeah. Well, it's well, it's easy to get the piss scared out of you, but I mean, and then he left, and then he went back to he went back to his desk, and he has the hand sanitizer, and he sanitized his hands. He, he probably maybe he does like a monk, and he, his assistant has like the baggie full of moist towelettes. That oh wait, 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 wait! Now I know he didn't have to wash his hands because you were holding his dick for him. Dennis, <laughs> 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 
look, oh, look, all I'm saying is he doesn't wash his hands. All right. And, and I'm not judging the guy. I'm just saying, wash your hands, Neil Adams. You shake a lot of hands. You charge a lot of people a lot of money to take a picture with you. The least you can do is wash your hands. To, to his credit, this was years ago before he knew the benefits of hand washing. Yes. So then what you can say is con crud started at Neil Adams. Like it just yeah. goes. He was patient zero. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. We, we watched an episode or something, right? Um, like, yeah. And the weird part is this, this Star Trek episode that we watched was really, really good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> very tense. Like it's very... It almost feels like uh, Battlestar Galactica reboot practice. It will, yeah, like, I, I uh, think, what is it, season, like beginning of season four or something like that, when they actually do have the, the mutiny? Something like that. What, on Battlestar? Yeah, on Battlestar. I'm just, I only watched the first, like, seven, eight episodes of Battlestar Galactica, and I was aight with that. I liked it, but I just, I, I didn't watch it enough. I didn't you know whatever but it was very like the whole i remember the the mood of battlestar being very tense like it was all just so very like life or death and this is one of the first star trek episodes that i can think of in a really long time that has that kind of vibe throughout like there's this weird like like tense life or death kind of you're either it's like it's like a star trek civil war it's, you know, what side are you on, man like who are you with well i like what jenny was saying while we were watching it yeah. It just felt like um, Facebook during political election season. Like everybody's just fighting with each other. Yeah, people, they, were too nice. they were too nice in this episode, to be <laughs> honest with you. Well, yeah, but it was the 90s. They, they couldn't predict everything. But it was just like, so, you know, Kira's been saying some things. And, you know, it'd be a shame if you're on the wrong side. Gotta choose your friends wisely. Veil threats, veil threats, veil threats. Like it's, <laughs> it's all, but it's all, it's, it's really great. Like, it's weird because, like, the episode starts simple enough. Like, there's an explosion or whatever, and then all of a sudden this dude, this Klingon, shows up on the bridge, and he says, Johnny Drama style, victory! And then he dies. And they're like, what does victory mean? That's so weird. Victory. Uh-huh. And then um, it just kind of goes from there, man. And like, Now, is the, uh, Ben, answer this, please. Is the Klingon word for victory different than the Klingon word for success? Cocktail! I honestly don't know. I, I, I was when my first thought when I heard him say victory was, well, yeah, it's normally just said kapla. Yeah, why wouldn't he translate it? Yeah, why wouldn't he speak in Klingon? I don't get that, but whatever. No, it's a selective universal translator because it knows when people want to actually speak in their language and when they want it translated for them somehow. Is it like a button you push on your belt? Well, the guy's gonna die, and he's like, "I really want, I really want to confuse everyone on board the ship. So if I say it in Klingon, no one will understand what I'm saying. So I'm just gonna use English because everybody speaks that. What do they call English in space like this? Is it still English, or like is it like Federation speak? Like Federation Basic? Yeah, is it Federation basic? Standard? Is it standard? Like, does it have a title, or is it just like that's what I, they talk like? I've, I don't think I've ever seen. I've seen several non-canon versions. Well, call, tell me a non-canon Federation, version. Well, Federation Standard. Okay. One. Um, somebody human. pointed out. Well, somebody pointed out a long time ago, though, that well, first of all, probably no one is speaking English. It's just the universal translator is translating everything to a common language that everybody wow. can understand. Like the fish in uh and Babel uh, fish. Yeah. <laughs> And Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah. But the other thing is that... Um, then that would be cool because then it would just be a Kung Fu movie dubbing. Like, everyone would just go... Yeah. Well, I just awesome. an episode where, like, hopefully they do this in Discovery, where 
the universal translator breaks. And so everybody- well, they had that a couple of times in Enterprise. Really? Yeah. Well, where it, you know, it, it wouldn't like working correctly or a hundred percent. Yeah. And it would like kind of bug out, and the person would say like the wrong thing. So like to Paul is like just speaking Vulcan. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying like they meet new aliens, or because the Vulcans database is pretty much in there. The Klingons, not um, so, they were still getting the Klingonese in there and things like that. Klingonese. <laughs> Speaking Klingonese, I think I'm speaking Klingonese. I really think so. <laughs> the thing is, is that we're as far from Picard as we are from Shakespeare. So to think that Picard would be speaking the same English as we speak now. <laughs> Mind blown, dude. Like fucking brave. Like my brain is on fire, man. You fucked up my whole world, man. Like, Wow. And think about it, man. Picard studies fucking Shakespeare, man. Oh my god, melting faces, <laughs> Which is pretty far from. I mean, so for Picard to study Shakespeare, Shakespeare is as far from Picard. I mean, that's like us reading something from you know 1200 AD or something. Yeah, illuminated text. That's mm-hmm. that's some old English shit that doesn't make any sense. Some OE, son. <laughs> what? what? So yeah, dude. Um, Dramatis personae. Yeah. So anywho, so, uh, and, so th- unfortunately, they they have the throwaway line that just to let us know because we were all wondering, Keiko is on Bajor. Yes, and the kids are too. Yes, yeah. well, the kid. All the kids are just the kid. Are they on like a field trip or something? Yeah, it was uh, 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 Keiko and eleven bored kids. So I guess that's Jake and Nog too. Then yeah. I would like to, I would like to see that episode on the planet, like them running ape shit all over Cake. Just who's just probably sitting somewhere crying. Like, I just want yeah. to look at. She tree. tried to do the buddy system, but she forgot there were eleven kids, and, and she, one kid who's just running off by himself. I want to go back to trees. I just think that she probably is like when she leaves the station, like how she treats Miles with a Miles. That when she gets down there, she has one of those Ferengi whips from the first season. That's oh, so she's a dominatrix, bro. Like she—that's that, how she keeps the kids in line. Wow! Like that's why there's a, there used to be twelve. She puts on the leather outfit. Mm, she, I, I would watch that. I would definitely watch that. She's a dragon mama, the dragon lady Keiko, which makes sense. That's why he mailed he, he married her. Yeah. It's funny, I've forgotten, I, I mean, it's one of those things that stays in my head, but I was flipping through something <laughs> else with, with Worf, and uh, I'd forgotten that he was actually the person who delivered Molly. Yeah, he did it. They, they were, like, there was, the ship was, like, damaged and all this stuff, and he and Keiko were trapped together, and she was going into labor. Mm-hmm. And so he delivers, he delivered O'Brien's kid. And he He's was like, what, one vagina? <laughs> he just yelled it out of her vagina. Come out! Come out! Yeah, that's why Molly in in like later seasons when Worf shows up, every time Worf walks into the room, she just kind of flinches because she remembers the yelling. Push! It's like her first image of the actual world is Worf's face screaming at her. Ah! Be born with honor. Ah! And now, when she gets older, all she can do is bang Klingons because. Yeah. She's imprinted on them. I mean, isn't that all of our problems, dude? Yeah, eventually. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, their foreheads are ribbed for everyone's pleasure. Yeah, buddy, just be sticking it in my butt. <laughs> <laughs> Rigid. Rigid, good. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. So, and the episode just kind of gets. I mean, it's pretty simple. There's not an A or B story. It's just like, okay, whose side are you on? It's the Federation versus the Majorans. Uh, Majorans, and it all kind of stems over this ship. Right, like yeah. everything seems to be going normal. Like, uh, um, uh, well, there's that uh, Valerian ship coming in. It's and carrying all the dolomite. Yeah, yeah, they got the dolomite, baby. Rudy Ray Moore is on that fucking spaceship, calling people motherfuckers and stuff. Yeah, he got all them hoes. He's wearing his fur coat and his cane and shit. It's like I was gonna say the N word, but I didn't. So I stopped <laughs> myself. But yeah, he's doing all that shit because that's what dolomite does. Rudy yeah. Ray Moore. Yeah, it's a good thing they didn't have the black dynamite. <laughs> and do you think, because, all right, I'm sure, and again, this is good. Because Cisco, that's why they made it dolomite? No, 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 but I'm saying, it. like, would it be harder for Cisco to say those lines because I'm going to profile here, but I'm sure Cisco knows who dolomite is, yeah. right? Like, that's a safe assumption. Yeah. He's a He's a black dude of that era. I'm sure he probably listened to Dolomite records. So was it more difficult for him to get those lines out without giggling? Like they got all that Dolomite up there. Well, I was listening. I mean, it sounded like Kira was saying Dolomide. It, it was. Cisco yeah. was saying Dolomite. Shut up, you dumb bitch. It's Dolomite. Don't make me smack a bitch. <laughs> I'll get Rudy Ray Moore up in this motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, I got to think, like, the first 20 takes, he was just like, uh, Dolomite. No, and he's like, hey, this, this dumb white bitch is saying it wrong. It's like, uh, please don't call her a dumb white bitch. I'm sorry. I'm just, I can't help it. I just love Dolomite. He's such a talent. <laughs> yeah, I'm a method actor. What can I do? What do you want, man? I mean, I'm, Motherfucker. No, I'm just acting, crackle. <laughs> uh, um, Let's go uh, get Nixon. Avery, can you take off the the white furry hat and the long pimp coat, please? It's not really... I don't know how you snuck that in through wardrobe, but you got to take it off. Fuck you! Based on the captains, I would I could definitely see Avery Brooks doing that, showing up to set one day dressed like that. Dressed up like Dolomite? I thought yeah. I thought this was a holodeck episode. I'm sorry, I apologize. <laughs> I thought this was the black exploitation holodeck episode. <laughs> Which yeah, I mean... But that would be awesome because like like Picard was all into like his nerdy goofy stupid shit. Like why can't uh, there be like a, an episode where Cisco's like a fucking Shaft? That would be fucking awesome. Where he just because plays. He was into baseball. But the thing is, yeah. no, it would be cool if he has an episode where he just plays his character from Spencer for Hire. He just plays Hawk. <laughs> like how awesome would that be? If he's, he, he actually does that starting in season four, he becomes Hawk. And then, in Hawk in space. It, yeah. Because he, he shaves the head. He's got the goatee back. And he just Not the silver Hawks, but just Hawk. Yeah, and he flicks up the collar and he's just like a badass. Yeah. He definitely is badass. From season four on. Because, um, it's safe to say that uh, he was the best part of Spencer for hire. Like no one wanted to hire Spencer. Everyone wanted Hawk. <laughs> like, Spencer, like Hawk had to reference or refer people yes. over to Spencer. Like, look, man, th- he's the star. Too of the busy. Show. You, you gotta, gotta, you gotta use Spencer. Come on, man. You gotta come on. Somebody's gotta hire his ass. They're gonna cancel the show. Maybe that's, that's why he's always for hire because he never has. Because <laughs> <laughs> Hawk is. 
he's so desperate for work that he's just like, look, I'm for hire. Look, it's right there in my yeah. fucking name. Spencer is Huey Lewis and Hawk is uh, Ray Parker Jr. No way, dude. Uh, other way around. <laughs> yeah. Well, based on employment statistics. <laughs> Dennis, I can't agree, disagree with you more on that one. <laughs> I love Hawk. I'm, I'm, I'm still a Spencer fan. I just, That's because you're a white man. You're a dumb white man. I mean, I, I love Hawk. I mean, don't get me wrong. I had a very big. <laughs> I, just, I just called you a dumb white man. <laughs> like you were just—you didn't even like say anything. You were just like, yeah, whatever. It's the effect of the Dolomite. Yeah. Oh, that's my white privilege showing. You see, you can call me all kinds of names like that because tomorrow I still Fuck be a white man. Yeah. Fucking white privilege, bruh. You can go take a drive right now, get pulled over, and, and still come home later. Yeah. That's, that's fucking sad. That's the definition, though, I would say. Like, that's it. Wow, this well, got dark. Yeah. Racist. Sorry, that was the Dolomite. I'm not a racist. I'm just saying, like, no, it's not. I've been a racist. It's no, not- I'm not a racist. I'm just saying I know that I can get by with shit. I mean, and it's bullshit. Dude, okay. I do comics about it. I was in Chesapeake one night driving driving home with my wife at like 10.45 at night, 11 o'clock. We had a headlight out. We got pulled over for that. The cop pulled us over. and was like, hey, your headlight's out. He's like, let me see your license and registration. I didn't have that either. Neither one of them. And he, he, he's like, what's your name? And then he went to his car and came back. He's like, just, just be careful. If I was a black dude, I'd been dead three times. They'd have shot me three. They'd have shot me, brought me back to life, shot me, brought me back to life, shot me again. I'd have been dead three times for that. My, my favorite is, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie National Security with uh, Martin Lawrence and Steve Zahn. I love Steve it's, Zahn. It's yeah. brilliant. It's, it's great. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> but there's a scene in there, uh, like uh, Steve Zahn is a cop who loses his job because everybody thinks that he beat Martin Lawrence at a traffic stop. When he was <laughs> a bee. And then Martin, he got stung by the bee and he's allergic, so he was all swollen, so everybody thought he got the <laughs> But later they have to team up like, you know, they both work for the security firm or whatever. And they jump out of the car. The police stop them. They jump out of the car. Steve Zahn has a gun in his hand and he points it to the police and they tell him to drop it. And then Martin Lawrence gets out. He's like, man, if that was me, I'd be all full of bullets right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I'd be full of bullets. (sighs) I love that movie. Martin, Martin Lawrence is great. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was great in that. What is that? Was that Blue Streak that he was in? I like in? Blue Streak too. Yeah, yeah. with uh, Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson. Yeah, yeah he, he good. Yeah. He oh, good. See, I I like Luke Wilson more than I like Owen Wilson. See, I love Owen Wilson. He's my dude. Yeah. I, I, the first time I saw Owen Wilson was what was it? House on Haunted Hill or whatever the Haunted House movie was that he was in. This is years ago. It's the first movie I saw him in, and I saw his nose. And I was convinced through the entire movie that that nose was prosthetic. Like he was going to take it off? Like, nothing like no, like there was going to be a gimmick in the movie somewhere where something exploded or an axe came down and chopped off his nose. <laughs> and so they had to put the fake nose on early in the movie so it would look normal all the <laughs> way through. Okay. And then they'd chop it off. But they didn't. And I was like, why did they have a prosthetic note? Was it a cut scene or something? I don't know. So then I watch another I don't movie. know. <laughs> <laughs> and I see him in another movie a couple of years later, and he's still got that same fucking fake nose. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why is he wearing a fake nose? He's not even in a scary movie. This, this time. is behind enemy lines. Why is he wearing a fake nose? Maybe his <laughs> nose is going to get shot off in this one. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, shit, that's his actual nose. 
I love that guy. I think he's great. And it's just he's it's, he's distracting yeah. to look at. So that's why I prefer Luke Wilson. He's very funny. Yes. Like he's when we were on vacation, they kept talking about Wildcat. Like there was something like a Wildcat. They kept well, when I go to Wildcat, I just kept going Wildcat. Like from <laughs> from Royal Tenenbaums, Wildcat, and nobody got it. They was like, "What do they keep doing that for?" Yeah, we gotta go. It's not one of the more popular movies, though. Well, Royal Tenenbaums is awesome. It's awesome, but it's not. It's not too many people saw it. Like that that scene where, like, he's talking about going to rehab, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna, I'll go get my stuff." And they, and, and Luke Wilson's sitting in the window, and the camera pans down, and then Owen Wilson's running across the street. I love Royal Tenenbaums. I love that movie. Wes Anderson's a genius, man. Yeah. Debatable. I mean, he's no Spike Lee. Spike Lee is awesome too. Spike Lee is great. I haven't seen a I haven't seen a Spike Lee movie in quite some time, but he's still back on racist points. Ben, I, I was bringing it back around to the racism. He's still great. I love Spike Lee. He's great. Watch you do the right thing. Hey, he fucking retweeted me, bro. I have proof. It's oh, yeah. Yeah, we, he's talking about VCU. Cool. I love Spike Lee. But anywho, um, <laughs> Spike Lee is that me saying I love Spike Lee is like I have a black friend. <laughs> I love Spike Lee. I, I, I'm not racist. I, I went to that Spike Lee movie. I've seen Do the Right Thing quarter of a way through. <laughs> I'm not racist. I had to shut it off because there was too many black people in the movie for me. It made me uncomfortable. Though they were going to steal my wallet. <laughs> so, yeah, true story. I uh, am the dumbass who did not get any history of the 60s in school because I come from racist Alabama. <laughs> they were kind of hush-hush about most of that. And present. <laughs> and I, so I had no clue who uh, Malcolm X was until I found my uncle's stash of pornography. Oh, they never taught us. I, I grew up in South Carolina. We never learned about Malcolm X in school. Carolina, they didn't want well, y'all to, be, well, to be fair, Malcolm X kind of started to, they started talking about him in school, like after they ran out of stuff to talk about Martin Luther King about. Well, like, probably after uh, Spike, Spike Lee's, Lee's movie yeah. came. Well, no, but that was the thing is, so I read, uh, I found a Playboy and I actually read the articles. Um, and I found this interview. Uh, what they was had it? words in this. Yeah, well, that's where, the, that's where the play, that's where his interviews were. I think that's where the autobiography came from. By, I, I want to say Alex Haley. Alex Haley, that's right. Did the interviews. And so, I, so I'm learning about who Alex Haley is and who Malcolm X is from, from Playboy. So when the Malcolm X movie comes out, I'm like, well, I'm there, right? <laughs> so I go to watch it, but it's not at the local theater. And I'm like, what the hell? So I have to get the uh, Birmingham News and look for a theater that it's going to be in because we didn't have this Intertron back then. <laughs> and it's going to be down in Birmingham. So I'm like, well, I'm going to go see this movie. And so I asked my best friend who's a movie buff, and he's like, oh, I'm busy that weekend, can't make it. I'm yeah, busy that work. weekend forever. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, I'll let you know how it goes. So I drive to Birmingham. I go to the theater and was very uncomfortable for the duration of the movie. Because Why? I'm just... I'm this speck of white in this ocean of African-Americans in the theater. And we're sitting there watching the movie and about three quarters of the way white th- devil by three quarters of the way through the movie. I hated white people. I mean, so it's, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm wanting to look around and go, I get, I understand. Please <laughs> after the show, let's wait. So was there a point, was there a point where uh, John Turturro pulled you into a stock room and tried to convince you that black <laughs> people were bad? Yeah. Like, look, 
That's a great. You had a really sweaty conversation with John Turturro. That's a great scene to do the right thing, though. It is. That movie and uh, Malcolm X are like they're competitors for my top five. Dude, I mean, oh, I mean, do the right thing is an amazing film. Like it's it, it rings true now as it did in 1989 when it came out. Like it, it was so far ahead of its time because the theme of it is so kind of universal and, and, and it's always going to be the case in the African-American community. Like, yes, you know, like their struggles and their problems. And I love that. I mean, every, Ozzie Davis is fucking great in that movie. The mayor. What's it called? Ozzie Davis is, in, is great in everything I've ever seen. Ozzie he Davis. was watch get on the bus. Dennis, have you seen get on the bus? Of course. Awesome. Get on the, get on the bus is a movie about like a group of black dudes that are going to the million man March. And that's all it is. It's just a bunch of people talking, but Christ, yeah. it's such a fucking fantastic movie. Like it's, it's the, it's the waiting for Godot of the million man March. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a great film. It's so well done. Like Spike Lee, he great. Yeah. yeah. He great. Ossie Davis. He was in uh, Bubba Hotep, right? He wasn't he John yes, F. Kennedy. He was John F. Kennedy and Bubba Hotep. God rest his soul. Yeah. yeah. Both of them. Yes. <laughs> they both dead. They both dead. Yeah. And his character died in the movie as well. Oh. It's like um, yes for one character. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Great value <laughs> though. <clears throat> so um so yeah, so this all stems in Star Trek Deep Space Nine from a ship that should be carrying Dolomite and uh Kara's all pissed off about it. She's like, We gotta fucking fix this ship. What the fuck is we this day? Cardassians, they used to always beam Dolomite down to our planet. He beat up all our women. Yep, they be doing all kinds of shit. So we gotta catch them. We gotta catch so them. I think that's a that's a mistranslation. He didn't beat up all the women. He smashed the women. There there there's some <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, was, it wasn't really beating. I guess one pimp slap isn't a beating. No, that's just to set him straight. Yeah. Well, Jordan women are somewhat strong willed, so you have to. You have to <laughs> lean into it. Is that what you're saying? You gotta. <laughs> you gotta. You gotta raise that Klingon hand the right way. But um, so then you gotta, and so. Uh, What's his face? Cisco's uh, unnecessarily calm about the whole thing. He's like, "Yeah, whatever, man. We'll figure it out." And I guess that's the kind of that starts it. Yeah, that's even, but that's even before. Any yeah, of the Klingon ship blows up when it comes through the wormhole first, and they've yeah. been on like some bio scanning mission, like some bullshit about that. So it's like, "Oh, we shall scan the biology with honor." Uh, whatever. So they're off doing that. Their ship comes back through. It looked like uh, not a Katinga class. It looked one of the heavy uh, TNG style uh, Klingon ship. Anyway, Topanga. Topanga. No, no, not Topanga. That's a Romulan class. So it uh, it blows all to hell. The guy beams over. Um, victory. The Dolomite ship uh, with the Valerians and here is like oh they weapons runners. Don't want none of that shit. And she's and trying those to. Are, those are dumb looking aliens, by the way. They, yeah, yeah, they are stupid looking. Do you have like two dick holes on each side of his cheeks or something? Yeah, like, what's up with that? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not what you what put the a hand dick motion hole. you were doing with that. That's, that's well, they're dick holes. You got to put dicks in us. Got all them dick. Got all the dick holes. <laughs> but. Is this when they were starting to do the docking? They had to get permission to do some docking. Yeah, right. I, I, I laughed. Locking I, their docking clamps. I laughed at that part too. Every fucking time. 
this is the show because there's a lot of docking on D- a lot more docking on DS9. Get permission to do some docking. Yeah, lock the dock. Kira, on. she's just a dock blocker. Yeah. Just through the whole episode, she's just yeah. doing what she can. She's but, first. She's uh, a dock blocker. Then she's a dock locker. She's gonna make up her mind. And Dolomite's just getting more pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's gonna get slapped. But uh, actually, I think at one point when shit started hitting the fan and the mutiny went full force, Kira actually did kind of pip slap. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Dax. Dax. Somebody. Yeah, that was O'Brien. Yeah, O'Brien. O'Brien yeah. smacked the shit out of her. He's That's right. Yeah. I mean, which is typical. He's Irish. That's what they yeah. do. Yeah, he'd had a few. Yeah, he knew okay. he did. That was that, that, was, that was a sober smack. He was like, "You yeah, shut up." He's yeah. angry because he's sober. But I, I like how everybody was either getting a like Cisco had to do something with his hands, so he starts making the clock, and he's all you know. He's almost like uh, the first Colonel from Mash, like Colonel Blake. He's like he's he doesn't really understand the the situation. O'Brien is protecting him. Uh, Kira, she's gathering her power base or whatever yeah. to recruit Odo. And then at the same time, she's like, uh, you know, macking on Dax at, at the bar, which was, you know, it's like, does the, whatever infection is going on this week apparently increases your lesbianic activity. <laughs> now, because she was throwing that at Odo, too. That's the dolomite. Yeah. So the dolomite. I was kind of hoping for some... For some Dax and uh, Kira action, didn't happen. It was, it was in the cutscenes. It was she the okay. DVD with the extended. She cares. Yeah, she she you know, she. You could tell when she was the, whatever was in her brain. She turned her into a sex freak. She was into. Well, it. She, she felt like uh, Quark was was scissor blocking her or whatever the equivalent <laughs> is because she roughed him up. Get out my face! <laughs> he shows up in a neck brace. You know, like he's going to go talk to Lowell the Hammer Stanley. Yeah, or dude, something. he got fucked up pretty bad. Yeah. Choked them out. She's like, that's what happens when you interrupt my lesbian stuff. <laughs> but then, you know, like Junior was pointing out, though, why the fuck is he never <laughs> I think that line didn't make it into the script. <laughs> no, I heard it. It was in the first draft. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it. Like, I got the the edited the unedited version on Netflix. I'll find it. He says, I want to get my pussy rubbed. And she throws it against the thing. He's like, oh, pussy rubbed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I missed that part. Yeah, dude, you should have seen it. She told him, she's like, well, it's not going to rub itself. This pussy ain't rubbing itself, <laughs> old man, lady. <laughs> and what's, a, I mean, Dax was going through this whole, like, she couldn't get a story out. Every time she's, she's an idiot. She's a bumbling moron. Like, she, it this, reminds me of the time that we were talking in the parking lot. Shut up, Ben! <laughs> <laughs> but no, and that reminds me of when we were about Shut to- up! <laughs> Yes, Ben, you told us that story already. Jesus, shut your fucking man pleaser. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I turned into a grandpa, though. I, I like, kind of felt went. Uh, she totally went full Curzon. Old yeah, man telling stories of the war. Yeah, Ben, do some, do some of your stories in your voice. I was. Uh, Dax could talk to a man about a symbiote and not have to worry about it. I was going down the Space Mississippi one time. <laughs> the Space Mississippi. Klingon Jim was at the helm of the ship. He was saying, Mark Twain, Mark Twain. And I said, what, boy, what is it? And he says, no, sir, Mark Twain. And he was actually talking about the distance, and we ran aground down 
Pascagoula. <laughs> and uh, that's when I first met Dax. And she was a spry young thing back then. And she could, he's a man like you ain't never seen before. <laughs> that was, was she another, a man then? She was. He <laughs> uh, was a man-pleasing man. That yeah, was the style in the day. If a, if a Chinaman came on board your ship, he was required to please you in certain ways. This is before, of course, we started using them for the railroads. Railroad. Railroad. <laughs> 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 the railroads. on us. I've had a few tonight. Or Elmer Fudd. The railroads. Well, we well, we quiet. I'm a Chinaman. <laughs> what the fuck? Wow, I'm, I'm running for city council this year. That'll work. <laughs> so I guess in space, Pascagoula is on the uh, space in Mississippi. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So it's our station, Pascagoula. It's yeah. next to Yorktown Station. And everybody's trying to get Odo for some reason. Like Odo's, Odo's the key to this whole thing. Well, he's a powerful player in this is thing. He, so. is he, he doesn't even have what we call a human face or mouth or throat or hair. He's just some kind of blob. Your son no longer has what we call a human face. <laughs> I what is that from? I Let can't. me bring in my associate, Dr. Poop. <laughs> Dr. Poop. As he does the robot. Do, 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 do. That was the best. That was the best sketch in SNL history. Uh, it was great. Tim Meadows, uh, Will Ferrell is a doctor, and Molly Shannon and Chris Parnell are having a baby, and something is going wrong with the baby, and Will Ferrell's not really telling them what's going on, or he doesn't really know. He's confusing them with some other. <laughs> it's really awesome. It's it's it's. Oh, so, your baby's gone. He's <laughs> gone. Somebody stole it. We lost him. <laughs> and then at the end of it, Chris Parnell's like, "I gotta hand it to you." You're a straight shooter. Yeah. I like, and I like that. And his wife is like, what are you talking about? Let's go start making another. <laughs> and then Will Ferrell looks what? at the camera and he's like, that was rough. <laughs> what a bitch. Or something like that. <laughs> it's literally yeah. the worst sketch you can, ever. You can look it up on YouTube under Dr. Poop. <laughs> it's, it's fucking awesome. It's great. Like, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's so dumb and doesn't work on any level. <laughs> Like, I don't know who wrote it or how it came about, but man, it's yeah. great. It's just one of those weird SNL bits. Like, every really episode, they seem to have one that comes on, like, around 12, 15. Like, they needed to do an extra sketch before the final, you know. Yeah. Or the musical guest or whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was great. It's awesome. Chris, Chris Parnell really doesn't get enough credit, though, for his time on SNL. I think. Oh, he's, he's great. the hardest working man in Hollywood. Yeah. He does voiceovers yeah. for everything. Like, he... He does Nature K to Autumn shows, Jack. Yeah. He all, 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 all. does Rick and Morty? Yeah. Oh, I did not know he does Rick and Morty, but now that you've said it, I totally see it. Yeah. Yeah. He does He does the narrator voice in Nature Cat. He did the narrator voice in Word Girl. He does Um. He does some dumbass show on Disney Channel now, like uh, it's about some Spanish princess or some shit. I don't fucking know. Sophie watched it, but he was one of the voices for that. He great, Chris Parnell. Yeah. It's it's one of those things for some of these actors though, and comedians that you you like from years ago. When you hear they're still working, it, it you feel good for them. Good like, for you, buddy. It's, it's good to see you still working. That's that's. Good. And then you see somebody show up on a local lawyer commercial, and you're like, oh. Yeah, but normally the local lawyer commercials are nationally shot ads. They just stick. Yeah. Them, they just stick them in your market. And I mean, you're talking about fucking. 
you know, Napoleon Solo. And he's like 80 years old. So, I mean, whatever. Yeah. He's still doing something. I saw Shatner do one when I was out west. And it was just like, oh, God, Bill, did you, did you need a car payment? Is, <laughs> were you a little short that month? They, they, they drop you from the price line that month or something? Yeah. Well, but, uh, they were talking about retiring him for a while, so. Well, I know, uh, what, Corbin Burnson does some of them, too, uh, in places. Because my wife worked for a, a company that bought advertising for lawyers like that. And, like, one of the phone numbers I famously remember was 1-800-CHA-CHING. <laughs> like, that was one of the numbers. And I was like, that's fucking brilliant. Um, but yeah, and that's because she met Corbin Burnson because he was there. I guess they were filming a commercial and he was in one. Oh, yeah. Did she ask him or did she tell him about her ideas for a script for L.A. Law? For Major League Three? <laughs> that's from Seinfeld where George uh, <laughs> to the Tonight Show. I don't remember that one. Uh, so, oh, uh, something coming up next month talking about uh, these celebrity guys. We are actually going to get a chance to meet Odo next Ooh. month. And I'm still waiting to hear back if they're going to accept my request for a press pass. Ooh, where is he at? Uh, he's going to be at Intervention. Oh, that's in, pretty uh, cool. In Bethesda, not Bethesda, Rockville. Was he on Doctor Who? Odo? Yeah. That's not, just a, that's not just a... This is a sci-fi con. This I'm is... thinking Regeneration uh, Who. Oh, and Barclay's going to be there, Yeah, too. Barclay's going to be there. Uh, so I'm, I'm more excited because of, you know, he's howling Mad Murdoch, but, he, yeah, he was also Barclay. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, connection. why don't you interview them and we can play the interviews on the podcast? That's what I was talking to Jenny about tonight, uh, that... Uh, I will go with my seersucker and my Kolchak hat and try to get an interview. That's awesome. I, I, we're going one way or the other. Well, if you can, I get, just, I mean, but you know the chick that runs that pod, so I'm sure. I mean that that show, so I'm sure she'll give you a press pass and try to put in a thing. I I applied for it. I, it's all I can do. So I'm rooting for you. Yeah, because you could talk to him about Benson. That that actually would be the temptation. Would be Mash Benson. And then Star Trek, if I got to it. I didn't know he was on MASH. Uh, the original, the movie. He was uh, Father Mulcahy in the movie. Nah, who gives a fuck? I hate MASH. <laughs> Jesus wow. Christ. I'm coming around. I watch it every now and then. It's better than I thought it was. You should watch the movie. I've never seen it. You should, it's, yeah, it's came out the same year I did. I'm starting to come around on Alan Alda, though. Like At first, I didn't like Hawkeye. Now I like Hawkeye. It's weird because I, ha I like BJ better than the other guy. Yeah. Like, I don't like uh, the original partner. Yeah. Who reminds me of Will Ferrell. Well, the original partner, wasn't he? Um, he was uh, Honeycutt. Well, not Honeycutt. What was his name? Um, BJ. BJ Honeycutt was the, the new guy. Yeah. What was and this guy's name? Trapper John. Yeah. Tra fuck Trapper John. No, oh. because that was the thing is uh, the oldest son from uh, Gunsmoke. Not Gunsmoke. Uh, oldest son from Bonanza uh, that played Adam. Mm -hmm. Roberts, he played Trapper John M.D. in the series on CBS. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. supposed to be Trapper John from the original Mash. movie. I don't know why they just didn't get. Why didn't they just get Trapper John from Mash to play Trapper John M.D. Like, wouldn't that? Because it was. It was because this movie, the Trapper John M.D. was set in the modern times. But that's fine. He could have been older then because Mash was in the fifties. Right. So it's thirty years later. Just fucking put a wig on him. It's theater of the mind. Yes. With act. your eyes. Act. 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 
act! You thought I was sleeping. I was only acting. <laughs> but yeah, I don't like Trapper John. I like BJ. Yeah, BJ's the more... And he lasted, I think, longer. He was on there a lot longer. Right? Well, normally people left MASH and then their careers went to shit. Like, they didn't do anything after that. Like, and I believe... I thought somebody was leaving and Alan Alda was like, now you should probably just stay because everybody that leaves, they don't do anything. Yeah. Like, Isn't that why he was on for the full run? Because yeah. it's like, if I leave, I'm mm-hmm. done. Yeah, why go? I mean, you're making money. You're, you're working every week. You know, the show was on for 11 years. You might as well... You're only eligible to be on After MASH if you stay until the end. Yes, exactly. That was the key selling point. Harry Morgan was great on yeah. that show. I like Harry. I liked Harry Morgan better than the original guy uh, with the stupid fishing hat. Uh, I like Colonel Blake. Uh, Colonel I like, thought it was nice. I like Harry Morgan better because he's. Yeah, I thought he was funnier. And then I, I liked uh, the. I like the second cast. I guess if you go like that. Like, okay, I like, so not Frank Burns. I like BJ better. I like um, the snooty English guy. The snooty, Winchester. Yes, I like Winchester better than Frank Burns. Because I felt like they just combined two characters in one with that guy. They mm-hmm. turned the fat, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like they put the, 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 the fish and hat guy and the major guy together in that fancy fella. <laughs> His name escapes me. Winchester. Yes. Exactly. And I heard Radar is a real douche. That's because he has that that fucked up hand. I don't see why that would make him a douche, though. I mean, you can still be nice. You think you think he'd be nicer because he would need people to open doors? It was it was a douche. It was the '60s. Um, You know, people weren't as open to those with challenges as they are now. yeah, he's actually the only actor to go through all three phases of MASH. Mm. He was in the original movie, he was in the TV series, and he was in After MASH, and then he was in a show called Radar. Mm. Yeah. Well, good for him. Yeah, he so was when, a, Jamie Jamie Farr was on that show for a long time. After MASH yeah. and He's Mash. from Toledo. Oh, is this somebody, uh, and I don't know if they were pro or con, but when the uh, Army, I guess, or the Pentagon changed its regulations with transgendered, and uh, all the rules with that, he can't get a Section 8 now. He, he, couldn't, he couldn't get a Section 8 before. They wouldn't do yeah, it. He, well, yeah, he was trying. I'm he sure he's retired by now. Yeah, but now it's just like, yeah, sorry, dude. <laughs> so if you made a modern-day mash, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You have to have other zany antics. I thought it was brilliant. He just wanted to get out of the army, so he just dressed up like a lady. <laughs> he would, yeah. I don't know how you would get out at that point. I think that was his excuse that he wanted to get out of the <laughs> army. He just wanted to dress like a lady. Yeah, <laughs> don't we all? Though I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm crazy in this dress. I look beautiful. <laughs> crazy, crazy. So, fabulous. Yeah. So, anywho, we chop um, down trees. We wear high heels. <laughs> um, Spandies and a bra. <laughs> I love I'm a lumberjack. So anyway, so it just kind of goes on like that. And uh, Cisco is mad. Like, he's just bona fide bonkers. Yeah. And O'Brien's power hungry and kind of freaky. Like, he's really – like, they all take on this weird persona. Cisco is like Colonel Kurtz, kind of. Like, yeah, speaking like of Apocalypse Now, he just goes bonkers. Yeah. You know? He's working on his clock. 
Yeah. And then um, O'Brien is really aggressive and like, you're with us or we'll fucking fuck your face. And you're like, whoa, dude. Whoa. <laughs> and then uh, um, what's her face is kind of spacey and stupid, like a crazy old man. Yeah. And then uh, Kira's really sexy. She's like, I'm going to fuck everything that moves. Yeah. yeah. And then I thought so something. Julian is kind of like, just like, I don't know how to describe him. He's like a weird Games of Thrones character. It's like the little finger, maybe little finger. Yeah, I was kind of debating little finger or Tyrion Lannister, like the scheming kind of like trying yeah, to, trying like, to convince other people smart. to do stuff. It seemed you. like Julian's Julian was just waiting to see how this thing played out, and he was just going to jump on that. Yeah, scene, yeah. Which is very sneaky because Julian never comes across like that at all in the episode. And was he even infected with the? With the, the yeah, he was. Because okay. yeah. I guess it's whenever they beam that dude onto the bridge is when they got infected, and so he everybody was, on the bridge. Yeah, yeah. Well, everybody in the main cast on the bridge. Well, then yeah. why did Julian help him fix everything? Then why did Julian help him get rid of the the bug? Well, because Odo was manipulating him. Mm-hmm. He knew that how to play the game. He's like, oh well, whoever controls this disease can yeah. control the ship. We'll sit on the Iron Throne. And so, you know, Dr. Littlefinger was like, oh, let me get on that. And so he starts. uh, Did they ever really reveal what side he was on or was he just like. Well, he gave the guy. Whichever side was winning. He gave the guy the the little hypodermic thing. He gave the Bajoran dude that to kill Cisco with. Worst worst assassin in the history of assassins, by the way. Like just, hey, you have to see this. You really do. Check this out. I'm going to move as slowly as possible to stab you in the neck with this syringe thing. It's coming. Be careful. All you gotta do is you just walk up and go, sir, did you see this? Yeah. Yeah. He might as well have been humming the Jaws theme while he was at it. Just We actually <laughs> had the actor who played Biff Tannen with a tuba going up behind It's awful. It was awful. Yeah. He's also not a very good fighter. Yeah, Cisco, yeah. Well, to be fair, Cisco was doing some karate shit on him. Yeah. He was. He was hitting him with some Chas! <laughs> He was because if you watched his hand, he wasn't close fisting it. It was clearly like the, like he was striking with his palm. Judo punch, yeah. judo trip. Then he did the judo toss down to the uh, engineering area. Yeah, get me a phaser. Whoa! I'll kill myself. Yeah, he was really awesome. So good times. You know, something I don't think we talked about was like the whole first half of this episode. Odo's makeup was so horrible that it was just distracting to me. Like all well, I could when, see when the thing hit, like his face all freaked out, and so I think they just messed up his makeup because no, of, it was just you could see the edge of the prosthetic. Yeah, it was bad. Jowls. Yeah, you see, my thing is with him like being a, a, like a basset hound. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a shape shifter, so that's the thing. Is anytime his makeup is wrong. That's the easiest thing to explain. It was like, he's a shapeshifter. That's just how he looked that day. His ship, his shape shipped. <laughs> he shifted. Sorry. <laughs> this is one of the things where he has to maintain focus to maintain his shape. So if he starts losing focus, like, i.e., the makeup starts showing or the prosthetics start coming off, it's him losing his focus. Yeah. He had a lot on his mind that day with the, the, the plot yeah. and the subplot. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck is going on here? Oh, I see color. 
That's one of the worst things about the uh, HD transition for TNG is some of the makeup does not hold up. But what's amazing is they fixed some of that stuff. Like some of the really obvious stuff they fixed. I just, I wonder if they were ever going to do that for DS9. To be, no, they're probably not. If they haven't done it by now, they probably won't. To be, because DS9 doesn't have that, that it doesn't hold that place in, in yeah. Star Trek fandom like TNG does. Like my, my daughter and I were watching it and I kind of missed the first like 10 minutes of the episode because her and I were talking. So she, we're sitting there watching it and I think this sums up DS9 for a lot of Star Trek fans. She's watching it together. And she goes, that's a weird looking ship. And I was like, oh, that's not a ship. That's a space station. She's like, what? They don't have a ship? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I was like, you just summed up the argument for most people that hate the show, like in two seconds, she's like, that's dumb. <laughs> I was like, Whoa. it's like the, uh, it's the subculture of star Trek. Yeah. Know? Like well, people are just not into it because they don't fucking go anywhere. This is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Wait for season four. They get a ship. Spoilers. My daughter's major observation on this was like, this is the one star Trek show that has the most bizarre looking creatures. Like they just try to put as many different types of like races and shit in the same. It makes sense because they're near the wormhole and you don't know what's coming through. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this episode, yeah. But this episode is amazing. Like I feel like we didn't really talk about it a lot because we just get sidetracked. Sometimes. We don't talk about the good ones. This episode's yeah. awesome. Like there's, I mean, it's fucking great. Like the tension is real and the acting is good and like it's the one thing that is kind of goofy about it is the way it all goes down. I guess like there was some, like the Klingons were looking at some weird science probe. They were studying some fucking ancient culture. They were looking if they were going to colonize this planet, apparently. And they thought this planet was full of a bunch of pussies, but on this planet full of fucking pussies, they found this like history book and the history book came alive. And then, like got into their brains and stuff. So this like is that. this is like uh, masks, yeah. From, uh, TNG, except not shitty. Yes, this yeah. would be like if if you went into the Hall of Presidents at Disney and the Hall of Presidents went into your brain, <laughs> and then you started acting out all the stuff that happened in the Hall of Presidents. That's well, how no. that's how Hamilton was written. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Lynn was actually on that ride. Yeah. And- and then all of a sudden he said, Alexander Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> and then the guy who was giving the, the tour on the ride was like, uh, he's, this is the Hall of Presidents, not the Hall of yeah, Secretaries of Treasury. Exactly. Sorry, he was never president. <laughs> and so he was kind of pissed off and he made the play about it. Well, did Aaron Burr killed him, right? Yeah. yeah. And that ruined Aaron Burr's political career. That's one of my favorite and commercials. Alexander Hamilton's. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> that's one of my favorite uh, Got Milk commercials. Yeah. The, the guy sitting there in the Aaron Burr Museum, and it's got the, like the bullet that Aaron Burr fired. There's a painting of it. There's just like all this Aaron Burr memorabilia, and he's eating peanut butter, like a yeah. peanut butter sandwich or something. And on the radio station, they're like, "Hey, be the fifth caller to you know who is the vice president that shot Alexander Hamilton?" And he's like, "You know, making the call." He's like, Aaron Burr, Aaron Burr. I, think I think that commercial is the reason why most Americans know who shot Alexander yeah. Hamilton. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> good, good times. It was. Uh, right. uh, sir, please take the dick out of your mouth. Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> Not till he's done. <laughs> Got milk? Hurry up, Jimmy. <laughs> but anyway, so this episode's great. Uh, though, like I said, the one thing that is kind of weird, it's still 
kind of like weird wonky alien of the day deity weird energy thingy manipulation i didn't like what how they uh opened the airlock yeah yeah they just sucked out the rainbow everybody grab onto something secure it hold my penis <laughs> get away from her you bitch <laughs> well no i just remember on the episode of tng when uh, there was the plasma fire, and I think it's the same episode Molly was born on, but uh, Jordy and Crusher were trapped in the cargo bay. Yes. The plasma fire. And the oh, only yeah. Way, and the explosive stuff in the barrels, and it's like, oh, the only way to put it out is to expose it to the vacuum. Oh, vacuum of space. <laughs> and so when they do that, one, you get to hear my favorite sp- uh, sound effect from TNG, and that's the door, o- the warning siren for the airlock doors opening. That burr, 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 burr. <laughs> and so it opens and everything, you know, all the air sucks out. And then one of them has to make it back over to the emergency panel to turn it off, turn it off. But the way that they were latched on and we're going to get sucked out into space looked a lot more dramatic than how the, everybody grab onto a poorly secured box. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was all very easy. Those boxes yeah. were really heavy. The, the vacuum of space, not so powerful there. Yeah. It's, it's a less dense region of space. Yeah, yeah, deep yeah. space. I mean, it's, it's not like space. it's shallow space. It's not deep. super powerful sucking space. Yeah, the the enterprise, space. not super <laughs> sucking space, not. Yeah. <laughs> well, so no, the enterprise was in the kitty end of the pool. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is deep end of the pool. Yes. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, this episode's solid. I mean, minus that, those two things, this episode's great. I wish the whole series kind of had this tone. There could be more of that. Like, you think there would be more of, like, this base is fucking Bejors and, like, fuck these Federation dudes. And, like, that would be cool. Well, like, in the, yeah. on the staff. It's not really yeah. so much on the staff. as Like, occasionally there are Bajoran people who are like, I can't believe you're working with the Federation. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but it's always kind of like, well, they're cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, it's, it's, it's always kind of easily like, oh, shooks. It would be cooler if there was more, if it was kind of more militant, I guess. Like, like Kira was always trying to undermine Cisco, Like, always. Yeah, yeah like, that would be cool. I mean, I don't know. He definitely wins her over. Over the course of this year and next year, that's because he gives her this fucking high hard one. Yeah, yeah. take this yeah. dick. <laughs> I, I like. I, I don't know if it was this season or if it was a later season, but uh, Odo is sitting at Quarks, and it may have already happened. I don't know if we talked about it. I don't think it did. But he uh, gives Quark gives Odo a glass with you know a drink, and he goes, "Taste that." He tastes. He's like, "Oh, it's disgusting." What is that? And he goes, "It's root beer." It's my piss. The, the humans like it. Human. Who, who would ever like this? And he's like, that drink is like the Federation, right? It, it's disgusting and bubbly and fizzy. But then the more you get it, the more you like it until you just suddenly it's your favorite thing. And, and that's what the Federation so, does. So what you're saying is the Federation would be more palatable to people if – it came with ice cream? Yes, of course. Yes. Everything's better. That is exactly the analogy I wanted you to, to make. Thank yeah. you. Everything is better with ice cream. So ice cream, ice cream in this case is a goatee and a shaved head and wharf. Yes. And a ship. I think if the, you know, the Federation starship rolled up playing like some music. And then, you know. Like the Mr. Softy song? Yeah. 
and then kids can just run up and grab some ice cream. I think, you know, they would make a lot more friends. Yeah, I mean, it's actually, go ahead. Mr. Softy makes everything kind of better. So it, that's going to be the, the, the discovery theme. You'll see the starship coming out of the space dock, and you'll get that. Yeah, it's that, that new ship is scary. Yeah, give me some ice cream. The hard well, your ice cream doesn't melt in space. That's the good thing. Yes. It gets sucked out though into the vacuum. In space, nothing can melt your ice cream <laughs> except the sun. No, it can't. That was very, that was very Dwight Schrute of you, <laughs> Dennis. No, it can't. <laughs> it's voiceover Dennis telling yes. me no. Well, that's the episode, everybody. Uh, we let's rate it, uh, Dennis. What do you say this episode is? Six and a half. It's pretty good. Six and a half is out of nine. Out of nine, that's not bad. I don't know, Ben. What do you say? I'm saying an easy eight. I'm going to agree with Ben and say, I'm going to say an eight. This is, this is the best episode of the season so far. Yeah. I'm going to say seven. So I think we average out. Average out and saying this is wrong. Yeah, we <laughs> average it out and saying you and Dennis are assholes. Well, to be fair, I had to stop watching it a few times to go tend to <laughs> crying babies. So maybe well, who told you to have watching such young children? Commander Cisco told me it was okay. <laughs> Your wife said, "Come in, me, Dennis. Don't you dare pull out." <laughs> Fill me with your seed. <laughs> I want every last drop. And you just kind of kept going. Don't waste an ounce. <laughs> yeah, I think I got it all. I think I held it. Let me shake it out. Okay. Clear. <laughs> now do a handstand. <laughs> it works. Seriously, I read it in one of those books. <laughs> you gotta let it drain into the ovaries. <laughs> it's called a, re- a reverse cream pie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think that's how any of this works. We insulted Bob. Uh, he Just left the away. show. Okay, he, went, he went to go write it down. Reverse cream pie. <laughs> Reverse cream pie. <laughs> where, you let, where you let it all go inside of you so you get yes. You don't let it ooze out. It oozes in. <laughs> it's, it's, it has to be. dictionary. <laughs> the vacuum of vagina sucks it all in. <laughs> Deep space vagina. Not a very popular video <laughs> online, but it's working. Yeah, it's it's a reverse cream pie video. <laughs> See how clean the vagina is? This is yeah, not, what, not what, what I thought it would be at all. <laughs> Just a lot of disappointed people. Yeah. <laughs> this sucks. Mm. No, there's like, you know, that 1% of 1% of internet users that that's their fetish and they're just like, oh yeah, oh yeah, clean it up. <laughs> clean it up. Could you just like take a regular creep video and put it in reverse? No, no, that wouldn't be too easy. Yeah. That's cheating. Okay. Yeah. Who wants to watch that? I mean, it's just, come on. Because then if you think about it, it's going into the guy's dick. <laughs> yeah, you, you and then need forcing it back into his balls by pumping his dick into her vagina. <laughs> <It's kinda> you, <laughs> that's disgusting. You have to have a chick 
who has a uterine singularity that causes a hard vacuum to form. A hard vacuum. She's gone from suck to blow. <laughs> Mega maid? <laughs> so. All right. Well, that's the podcast, everybody. What did we learn? That Ben and I are right, and Ben and Jenny like watching reverse creep. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. So we will, talk, we will talk to you guys in two weeks because we're taking uh, next week off, unless you want to record in person, which I think would be very difficult. At least for Dennis. Uh, Would it be hard for you to get out of the house? Um, I don't know. We have to do it. We have to do it at Jenny's. We'll see. Oh my god! I can't have people at my house. All right, then fine. No, like we'll see. <laughs> right, if we can do it, then we can do it. If we can. Cool. If not, then no big deal. No. Nope. You guys can always come here, and we'll do it in my garage and sweat our asses off. That sounds awesome, isn't? That's basically Hulkster's radio station, isn't it? It's exactly. just a sweat shop. Our friend has an internet radio station called Radio Free Radio, and you record in his garage, and you just sweat your balls off the whole time. I haven't been there since summer started, so I'm looking forward to the next show that I'm on. So you're just going to be on fall and winter shows. Yes. Is that is it available? Do they are those shows available as podcasts as well? I uh, you can catch them on YouTube like a couple weeks after. Yeah. Okay. So. So I want to check out that deep programmed. It's good. It's a good show. Yeah. It's a good show. It's a lot of fun to be on, too. See, I, I don't know. I wasn't really into it because I, I didn't understand it at first. I thought we were just making great hits. I didn't think we were trying to get all deep cutty. I like that <laughs> but it's, I, like a, it's like a cross between like just a discussion and like a game almost, too, Like as you learn. Because I, I was entertained by you choosing all the things that they didn't like. Oh, that's because, I mean, it's Oasis, dude. Like, I mean, I think my point was sound where Noel Gallagher would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I wrote Wonderwall. Like, that's the was the biggest song in the world forever. Like, that's my song. Like, yes, no one gives a shit about some song nobody's ever fucking heard. I don't give a shit about some song nobody ever heard. That song bought me a mansion. <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. But anywho... So we'll see you guys. Uh, thank you for listening, and maybe we'll see you guys live next week. Yeah. Facebook Live. Oh, no. In person. That'd be weird. All right, so goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.